0: This week's episode of Two Average Ordinary Guys. What's up, Scott? How you doing? I'm so excited. We're here at Abbey Road Studios. <laughs> I appreciate that. That is funny. We are actually at Arc Royal Records, which is a studio in downtown Toledo.
1: It's uh, lovely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're doing uh, the podcast live here today with Brian. So say hello to the lovely people, Brian.
1: Hello. Welcome and to we're to here home. Home. in the historic uh, Collingwood Arts Center.
0: Yeah. Which is haunted. It is haunted. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that there's some creepy stuff that's going to happen during this podcast.
1: Yeah. It's haunted with creepy, artsy people. It is. Mainly.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, particularly. So anyway, anyway so uh, I think we're going to talk, this is going to be kind of a music-focused episode. Okay. So we're going to talk uh, talk about uh, people we don't like. We're going to we're gonna kind of get negative today. Love uh, it. Uh, yeah. Musicians we don't like, bands we don't like, that okay. sort of thing. So, uh, but I think we're going to start off, we're going to play a little Misery Index, we which are b- I can't wait for because you always are so kind to me.
1: You were
0: good last time, but yeah. I don't know if
1: you will be this time because over the weekend i got to watch the misery index which is uh, hosted by the uh, impractical jokers okay so i got to see how this game is actually played so i'm going to try to do a little bit of that okay on each one of the cards there is a zero to a hundred or one to a hundred um index right they judge this by the physical pain that this thing would occur or would incur uh the emotional trauma or the long term psychological impact. And it's they kind come of like
0: up, an, an average of those, right?
1: Absolutely. So they come up with a number. They come up with a number on this. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to pick four cards, which I already have just randomly. Uh, well, not randomly. I kind of looked at them. But I'm going to uh, read these cards off to you. And each of you are going to try to tell me what the index is the misery okay. index so is. So we're
0: going to guess the index. And whoever wins
1: gets another beer courtesy of John.
0: <laughs> okay. Whoever wins gets nothing.
1: Okay, here, here we go. The, this, is a, this is a tough one, maybe. Your favorite neighbor dies. Where would you place that on the scale? Hmm, favorite neighbor. One to 100? One to 100. But you, you have to remember those three things. The pain, the trauma, and the ongoing psychological impact. For you. For yourself. I'm going to say... 17. Wow. Cold you are hearted. A heartless son of a bitch.
0: Really? John, what do you got? I was going to say seven.
1: <laughs> you sweetheart, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> I, I well, don't feel you so guys, bad. Uh, oddly enough, well, we know that Brian is closer. <laughs> because <laughs> We do? Yes. Anybody who has half a heart would know that. It is a 34.5. Really? On the misery death. Wow, that seems high. Yeah, because I mean, uh, <laughs> depends on
2: like how close of a neighbor your closest neighbor doesn't necessarily have to be that close to it's you. It's your closest neighbor. Well,
0: yeah, but it's not how close. Well, okay, you are hold, to hold it. on. It's it your
3: closest neighbor. Is it your right, closest
0: right. neighbor to your heart or your closest neighbor in proximity?
1: Jesus, you really make this
0: hard, don't you? <laughs> I think it's to your heart. I really do think. I, it's if you my heart, high, then I would go higher, but it's too late.
2: But same point. <laughs> No, you
0: would. I know you would. Know you would. Just because they're my would.
2: closest neighbor to my heart doesn't mean they're really all that close to me.
1: That's deep. I mean... That's deep. You're fired. Next. The <laughs> next card. i the next card. I don't, I won, card. I don't even know how to wrap my head around that, you guys. This is a little bit easier. I think that you probably are both going to agree you're not going to be as spread apart on this scale. The lawnmower mangles your foot.
3: Ooh. Oh, jeez.
1: And you know that that's bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to so,
1: s- 83. Wow, 83 on the buckle. And what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go 72. Why 72? Because I don't think it's going to be
2: lasting. I think it's...
0: I'm
2: eventually going to get over it.
1: You are. Well, you're talking about the, tra- the, uh, the ongoing the trauma of it. The long-term trauma of it. But will... your foot's going to be a chopped up piece of uh beef jerky Mm you cool with
0: that well i mean it could be worse i never walk
2: the same again
0: you're You're not gonna walk the same i
2: mean maybe i don't like walking maybe not maybe you
0: get a wheelchair now and you're good with it yeah Yeah. Yeah. well Well, at least you you do get like the little blue placard in your car so you can park close
1: yeah wow you are a glass half full type of guy aren't you (laughs) well i gave away my arm a couple weeks ago so (laughs) (laughs) okay okay well uh uh, Jonathan was right on the money on this. He was an '83. <laughs> it was '85. Holy wow. cow! You're right wow. there. You are a human being. <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't think so. But here we go. Here's here's another one. Okay. You have to unclog the toilet with your bare hands. Ugh. Everyone's done it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No one's liked it. Yeah. Bare hands. Bare hands. Yeah. You've, bare...
2: Un- you've unclogged the toilet with your bare hands? I have. I have not.
1: That's. In- I, I've also loved my neighbors, too. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, apparently, Don't more judge
0: than me. me. <laughs> oh, uh, man. This, this is you, you uh, I'm going to go 39. 39. All right. I'm 39. Gonna, I'm going to go 13.
1: 13. You can yeah. overcome this pretty easily. Yeah. Well, you'd be sad to find out that Brian is almost on the money here. He picked 39, it was Point five. Wow, oh, I was just thinking too? I could wash my hands. Yeah, I did too. I would have thought I guess it's much lower on the scale. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, until I read this card, I never it's never come back to me that I had to reach my hand into a toilet.
0: I didn't know that it was even, you could even do that because my hand can't create suction unless I'm doing like armpit farts. No, but you know like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but something falls into the toilet, that's important. Right. Your phone. Like yeah. a lot of people, that, that would fall into the phone. You you bend over, your phone falls into the toilet, bam. You you, you reach in there. Yeah, not yeah. With Just by instinct. Right. It's like your kid falling in the pool.
2: But that's not unclogging
0: it. <laughs> yeah, that's not unclogging it. That's,
2: that's
1: oh, well then I haven't done that. Like I guess that is would much, like, much more you know, Put my hand in the toilet that's before. That's right,
0: yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. I, my head as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian's up 2-1. We might he have is. to have a tiebreaker this is the
1: This uh, this could be it right here. Um. Okay. A lot of people consider this a joy other people hell on earth okay okay you're having triplets okay now I know where I would fall on this because I have twins but where would you guys fall and you find out you're having triplets Brian.
2: well I mean, that's a loaded question like what if you don't that's you know, the whole point what if you don't like the woman that you're having triplets that's
1: <laughs> don't don't make a digression on this gotcha. question okay it's just you're, you're in your situation right now, and you, are, you find out you're having triplets.
2: Yeah, children are pretty miserable sometimes. <laughs> but...
3: <laughs>
1: you sound like Jonathan.
3: <laughs>
2: well, no, I, I'm going to say,
3: say 16 and concerned. a half. 16 and a half? Yeah,
1: I think I can handle it. Jonathan, where the hell do you fall on this? Because this is a crazy one. Yeah. Brian lowballs this at... I mean, it could be right. I'm, at like, I'm at like five... You had a five? You, yeah. you're, you're like welcoming.
0: Yeah, I love kids. Wow.
1: Well, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys what? obviously have had singletons. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. We have. Okay. We
1: have, yeah. Well, you'd be very surprised then to both find out that this ranks at 84.5 <laughs> on the wow. misery yeah. scale. Who wrote
2: these cards?
1: Uh, scientists. Really? Yeah, that, that have done the studies. That have had triplets. That have had triplets. <laughs> It's I don't because believe that because I think yeah it's a joyous thing but you're going to have to you gotta have to pay for them you're gonna mm-hmm. to have to take care of them um, with twins you needed both the parents it wasn't like you could just dish yeah. it off and one person could do it you had to do the cycling through right, the right. night or whatever
0: but if I remember like in the past yeah go ahead like I would take 20 or triplets 10 times out of 10 over, like, my wife having a long <laughs> <year-long> affair, right? <laughs> like, I think that was, like... Now
2: you're making a spectacle of it. Yeah.
0: yeah that, I mean, that was... But that was, like, my question a couple weeks ago. Or, like, he, he gave to me I had to rank. And uh, I think that was, like, right in the same ballpark yeah. as triplets. And I would, like, 10 times out of 10, without question, I would take triplets over dealing with that.
1: With your wife cheating.
0: Yeah.
2: But are we lowballing the skill set it takes to, to yes, successfully you are. raise triplets? Yes, you are. Because...
1: When I hear a singleton parent complain yeah. about like, "Oh, I didn't get any sleep last right. night," right. I, you know, what the Hulk did to that Loki guy at yeah, the yeah. end of the film—that's what I want to do to, to the person. I just right. want to smack them on the ground like that, right. because <laughs> twins are, are ridiculous. I can't even imagine, yeah, what a third, a third one what would, would, be, would like? be like. It,
0: yeah, I, I, it, to me, it would come. It, it, it comes down to if we're gonna go workload difficulty. Yeah. But it's to me it's not misery. Like I, I don't qualify this as, as a miserable experience.
1: Agreed. Semantics.
0: Yeah, I, guess. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Again, lowballing. But Just either way, say. I think I, I think he won that one, right? Absolutely. So it's three to one. <laughs> so a I lost. Bit you, you lost a wee bit miserably. I lost <laughs> miserably like a point. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I had to make up for the neighbor thing. By the way, your <laughs> wife called, you're having triplets.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, uh, that that does this week's uh, Misery Index. But uh, I think we're going to come up, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk what are our individual least favorite musicians and or bands that everybody else really likes, and then what's uh, your least favorite one band that you know maybe has a good cult following. (laughs) This is very specific, but we'll we'll think over the break. (laughs) Yeah. which is in Toledo Recording Studio. If you're in Toledo and around the area and you want to record a record or you want to do something like U-Tunes, which is uh, you want your kid to sing a current pop song, and this is the place for it. I want my kid to sing a current pop song. Well, you know where to go now. Where? Here. Oh! Our (laughs) Coral Records. But uh, we're coming back. We're talking about um, popular artists or bands throughout... (laughs) You know, history, so really in the U.S., we're dealing with pop music, so 50s until okay. now, that the, the collective U.S. or world loves that you really can't stand. And I yeah. mean, by can't stand, like you turn when they come on yeah type stuff, okay? Okay. We're going to go around the horn. We're going to start with Brian. We're going to go to Scott. We'll finish with me, and okay. we'll do one at a time. So we're going to do three, <laughs> three, and then we're going to go the last one. The fourth one's going to be cult status bands that you know, have a lesser following, but like one group really loves them. Okay. You know what I mean? I, so. I think so. All right, so Brian, let's we'll start with you. What's up? Uh,
2: first up for me, I'm going to say Jane's Addiction. Mm, I like this. Oh. Not a big fan. I, I, I'm i okay with Perry Farrell. Mm-hmm. What's the guitar player's name? Is
3: that? Uh, uh, Navarro. Dave Navarro. Yeah, Dave Navarro.
2: Navarro. Can't stand him. I don't think he's got a great tone. I think his playing is just meh. Um, and I think the icing on the cake was I saw him live and it was like Dave Navarro featuring Jane's Addiction. It was like this drawn out, horrible toned guitar solo and then a little bit of a Jane's Addiction song.
1: Yeah, well, then you'll be very disappointed when we bring in our next guest, Dave Navarro! <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: well, so he's, he's probably pretty scary to, you know Yeah to wow, cross. It's very, very
1: specific So, so it's a mu- it's a musical thing that you don't think he should have that status of being I don't know if he well, does have it a wasn't, status of, uh, It wasn't just but, that
2: I don't think the songs were great
0: well, I, um, Okay I, I never really fell in love with them What do they um, have, two records? But they have like For having such little material They have a very high status This would be a great yeah. pick
1: for the cult following one yeah, because, you know what I mean. But yeah. they were—they were—they headlined the first Lollapalooza, which I saw, by the yeah. way. Um they're an iconic band. Yeah. so that, yeah.
0: uh, kudos to you. That yeah. was a great pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like—I I like your pick because I also feel very similar. Like
1: okay, I, I don't feel the same way, but uh, I like the balls. Yeah, I do. <laughs> all right, Scott. So what do you got? Um, Are, we're not going to fight after mine this out here. here. Uh, I'm going to go with—I'm going for the big one here. All right, all right. Johnny Cash, ah. don't like it. Don't like his voice. Yeah. Now, now this is—I'll say this with a caveat too. Um, this doesn't mean that I hate the whole catalog, right? Because it's obviously some Johnny Cash tunes that I like. But I right. mean, if you're gonna throw it on all night, I'm not the guy to be yeah. bobbing the head to it. Yeah, just don't like it. Uh, I think it's—we talked about this before in an earlier podcast. Uh, the song is yeah. the most important. The second most important is probably the singing. Right. The singer doesn't get you then you kind of tune out you know that's it's either it's a taste thing so that's and, just and his
0: cadence is also very unique like the way that he like delivers his words are much different than everybody else. It uh, is.
1: It's almost uh, he's almost kind of the uh, John Wayne of pop singing in yeah, some he's weird way.
0: Yeah. Odd, <laughs> that odd, makes a lot odd odd of sense. It you know? it, you know. It's kind of weird, but yeah. yeah, I can understand that. Okay. Well, I, great. I kind of agree. We have a very loving relationship us guys. Let's hear what this jerk has to <laughs> say. Yeah. I'm just well, trying I'm not to just fight. burn the house down. Let's do it. I'm not going to go super shocking if you've listened to our podcast. I freaking hate Eric Clapton. Like I cannot stand it. This guy is going to campaign for president.
1: On the,
2: uh, on the, I played in a band with this guy, and we once played a Cream song on
1: stage, and I can't believe he let it happen.
2: Well,
0: because
1: he doesn't, he doesn't hate Cream totally. Yeah, like because there's two other guys in that. Band. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's but I'm true. still even not a huge Cream guy. Like if you, like they're not, top. 50 for me top 100 yeah. for me. i just don't like uh, to me like clapton drives me crazy yeah and the only thing that's tolerable i'm not going to say that i enjoy i don't own a cream record i don't own a, i don't i own a lot of music yeah and i just uh, the only thing that i can tolerate listening to is eric clapton's unplugged record and i can only listen to it like once every four years it's just i i'm not a huge clapton fan i don't <laughs> like the constant key changes i don't like his voice i don't think he's that great of a writer um, I think that when he does have something that's interesting, it just sounds like George Harrison. And, and he's just stealing one more thing from George Harrison. So <sighs> Harsh. Yeah, that is
2: a little harsh. <laughs>
0: However, as an Eric Clapton fan... And like, as a guitar I, player, too. And I'll
2: as a guitar, guitar player, player yeah. I, I don't disagree, and here's why. I grew up listening to Eric Clapton, so it was kind of wired in my brain to like it. Mm-hmm. And so I never just... Stop liking it. I've always kind of liked it, yeah. but I don't think his skill or his songwriting is what everybody thinks it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, I, it, I think I think it highlighted it too when we talked about music from the 80s. Had, Dude put out five records in the 80s, and he had one what one two You hits, and
1: I could not name
2: one,
0: one thing, song.
1: But we we have since done the research, research and, and there, was, there was a ton. There
0: mm-hmm. was like three or four hits, but Big they were hits. but none of them. Like none of them charted very well. Yeah, and the crazy what's, thing was that, the Christian. I knew, stuff? That, I knew no, no I Brian knew Faith? all of them, but huh?
1: Jonathan didn't know all them. Like yeah. he didn't know the songs from the color of money because you hadn't seen it, but yeah. um he didn't know those tunes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I, I agree with you on this pick.
0: Yeah. All right, who do you got up uh, number two slot? Brian.
1: Metallica. <laughs>
0: Alright.
2: <sighs> I had a brief Love affair with Metallica when I was a teenager. Yep, with the Ride the
1: Lightning stuff. Uh, what did um, your parents think about this?
2: <laughs> oh, they didn't know, and this was pre-internet, so I was pretty good at hiding things.
1: I just, used to, yeah, I used to sneak Lars into your room every night.
2: Uh, <laughs> Lars is probably the reason I really dislike them. Okay. Um, I, you know, and I don't like to talk bad about musicians, so thanks for putting me on the spot here. You're but very welcome. I think he's not a very good drummer. Um, I, I think that that band would have went a lot further if they would have had somebody a little better. But um, I don't know. Just that, never... that is a
1: bizarre pick because I, I like I have never picked up on this idea that Lars was a, a an insufficient drummer for the band Metallica.
0: Well, what what I what I kind of hate about Metallica personally, yeah, and I, and I do like Metallica. But what I hate about them is their <laughs> but. But the, we they should were watch his neighbor. The, the production seems to be like production. A lot of I mean, they're they're an '80s band okay. that that really hit it in the early '90s, right? And in the '80s, everybody had tape decks and really really bad stereos in their cars, so a lot of their mix was done to like eliminate the bass. So it was like you have like the more high tom work and the really high pitched like tom drum. Tom, yeah, tom, yeah, tom exactly. Drum. And the kick <laughs> drum, and then you had the, the the guitar. That's really what you hear with James Hetfield's voice, right? So you don't get to hear a lot of, like...
2: Cliff Burton. Cliff
0: Burton. Cliff Burton. Great bass player. Great yeah. bass. But you don't really get to hear much unless he's, like, soloed on the record. Do
2: you know whose fault that is, though? Who? I can tell you're a bass player, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lars's fault. Because he was so stuck on this giant drum sound. And, yeah. you know, I, I produce music, so I understand that frequencies are super important. So he hogged up all the low end with his bass drum. Yeah. And he wouldn't let it go. So what happens when you hog up those frequencies? Your bass disappears. Yeah,
1: there, there's a certain amount of uh, sonic real estate that you're working yeah. with, and he's eating it, it all up. It was absolutely and...
2: Lars' fault, especially on *Injustice for All*, where everybody complained that there's no bass guitar in that record, and they, they had it figured out. And then Lars came into the studio and said, "What happened to the drum sound?"
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have like a really crappy like Toyota Trcel from like 1986, and you put *Injustice for All* in the cassette tape deck, it sounds amazing. But you put it on like anything else And it sounds awful Like it just sounds like It sounds like you really need to do a lot of adjustment And it's still a tape pick Get it just right Mm. But but yeah I I appreciate that pick Yeah Yeah. What do you guys got?
1: Um, Yeah um, I'm gonna go out on You know I'm gonna go to my original one That got cut out of an earlier podcast Yeah Elton John Ah Not a fan Yeah Again, uh, I feel like I'm tricked into listening to him. I think he's uh, whorish with his... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's whorish with his Candle in the Wind. Uh, Princess yeah. Diana stuff. Yeah. I, I, Diana? Diana, yeah. Diana. I, I, I do hate that song. Yeah, um, he didn't even write a song for it. He's just like, oh, I'll just revamp it. It's like, you know, Kennedy was shot. You know, McCartney's <laughs> just like, I'm going to do uh, Yesterday, but I'm going to plug some Kennedy stuff into it, you know, for him. Yeah. I don't like it, um... There's been many times that I've listened to. Mute. Now, let me qualify this too with. There's some Elton John songs that I that I love too. Uh, using your duality of your hate and love yeah, yeah, uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are. Like I like Daniel and uh, the Yellow Brick Row tune. There's some more. You know, I mean, I'm just a poser when it comes What's to. What's the
2: difference between Daniel and Candle in the Wind though?
1: Um, well, he didn't whore it out. Again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just didn't like that. I didn't like how he came back into the into the mainstream that way I thought that was lame even as a kid I thought that was lame So pretty smart business moves Now, uh, right? well I mean I no mean, one's gonna you gotta, argue you
2: that gotta, you, gotta, you gotta ride the waves that come yeah. <laughs> yeah so there's a little bit of
0: brilliance to that um, yeah.
2: okay I like some Elton John I dislike some um, But it's... I like
0: a lot of it some of it gets cheesy once it gets to the 80s I mean in the 80s he had either really really good songs yeah I like really I'm Still anyways. Standing so. yeah I'm Still Standing it's good yeah. um, I guess that's why they call it the blues love that song
1: I know you do. Yeah, that's I know you do. That Wasn't that your wedding song? It was not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was not. Um, and just one more thing, too, about uh, being fooled into listening to him. I said that earlier. Sometimes uh, it would be playing, and I would go, wow, this is a great track, whatever this is. And then he'd come in singing, and I'd be like, "Oh."
2: <laughs> the disappointment sets yeah, in. Yeah, it,
1: it just kind of like they, they tricked me. The, he tricked me into listening this long, because sometimes his uh, songs the compositions have this long intro Yeah you know which sucks you in and then Yep Okay that's all
0: I got Alright yeah, cool Alright What so, do you got? Number two for me is yeah. uh, Dave Matthews Ooh Oh god Like <laughs> it's not just Dave Matthews it's also the Dave Matthews fans who are also supremely irritating because they refer to him as Dave He's Going Dave the Like they show? know him and they don't know him The best thing about Dave Matthews other than He's a pretty good guitar player, is that he makes wine that's not awful from Virginia. Wow. But apart from that, like, I can't stand his voice. Every song sounds the same. Like there's like three or four songs that if you like, you're like uh, you played so for much me. to say. <laughs> you played some for me. <laughs> it's like the same song. Yeah. It's just over and over again, and I can't. Like I can't do it. It yeah. makes me want to shoot myself in the head. It
1: is a bad one. Yeah. It's. A, I mean, I am behind you <laughs> on this pick.
0: And people love him. People follow around, follow now, this guy around. Now, Brian,
1: say nope. the thing that I want you to say. No, no, no. That you fucking love it.
2: No, no, no. But I, I will say I'm glad he's around. And the reason is he came out when I was in high school. Okay. And I was a guitar player trying to get chicks. Okay. The combination. Chicks love Dave so Matthews. So you used chicks. him. Yes. You used him. Yes, absolutely. You're a user. Well, you know, I, I thanked him.
0: <laughs> you thanked Dave. You thanked Dave. I thanked yeah. Dave. <laughs> Dave's got your back. I've never been to a Dave show. I have. Oh, you have. Wow. I have. Yes, I have been to a Dave the show. The
1: blasphemy.
0: It was, uh, it was what you would expect—like three and a half hours of that
1: of hell on earth.
0: Yeah, it was not, it was not enjoyable. Let me just ask you this: musicianship's great. Like that's the thing—if you can plug your ears yeah. and just cut out the vocalization. But I mean, it's still—it's just kind of like jazz pop for three hours. So, but it's—it's it's kind that of like voice. It's the voice. It's Ugh. the voice. But it's the same thing as like, like okay, like one of the qualifiers. A lot of people will say, "I've heard this." I don't know how many times well dream theater are great musicians mm. well yeah they are but I can't listen to it yeah. it doesn't do anything for me I don't enjoy I, under, I understand the nerd math rock that's going on there like there, all the theory that's involved is really great but it doesn't translate to like anything to make me excited which is the whole reason you listen to music to get excited about something that's kind of how I feel it's kind of like prog pop is, is Dave Matthews. Attitude. Yeah, you're
1: never the guy that says, oh, man, listen to the way they're going threes over fours on this one. <laughs>
0: exactly. It just doesn't happen. I mean, and, and the closest thing that I've ever personally been to that has been, like, uh, probably Tool, because Tool found a way to, like, groove seven, eight times. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And, yeah. and, but it's still, like, I can only take so much Tool as well. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my that's my. The trick
1: three. is to put the 4-4 four, four, and then the 3-4 or vice versa. That's how you get groove. Next, what do you got?
0: <laughs> so who's, who's three for you?
2: I just I just thought of this. Yeah. Skrillex. Is that how you say it? Oh, the, yeah. Uh,
0: the, uh, the, the computer Yeah. He looks like uh, Corey
1: Feldman.
2: Yeah, well, I guess I could just say electronic music in yeah, general. Yeah. And it's not EDM that I hate stuff. it. I just don't understand it. Um, I've spent my whole life learning how to play instruments, and I, I I haven't viewed a computer as an instrument other than using it as a a tool to get other people to listen to it
0: wasn't that kind of like what kid a was created for though like Radiohead had this whole idea that music was not going to be created organically anymore and that's why they and i think that kid there's a. some
2: truth to that and i may come around at some point point. and uh i i try not to speak bad about it because i feel like maybe i'm just getting kind of old and don't understand it yeah um because there's records like i think it all came from like hip-hop and then you list a record like paul's boutique where you know, that's a bunch of sampling and stuff like that. So it's basically just layering sounds that have already been
0: created, created. And
2: you know, I like to create sounds. Right. Um, how, how do
0: you feel about like Daft Punk? Is it like similarly to Skrillex,
3: or would you? I'm sure there's
1: things that you gravitate There's certain things that you like. Right. That, and that I,
3: you know,
2: don't hate it at all. Who doesn't like a good hook? Right? Yeah, and for there sure. was that. What was that Daft Punk song that came out a few years ago? Where, Get lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not turn that song off the radio when it came on. I probably yeah. did turn it up. Yeah. So I'm kind of a hypocrite,
0: but okay. no, you know. Well, I was just saying that, though. No, I was just saying that to say, like, is there a specific thing about Skrillex you don't like, or do you the, just don't the the like EDM? Edu- but the dubstep thing, and but I, yeah. But I, but what I'm saying is that it makes it more authentic that you can actually dig some Daft funk, but you don't care as much for Skrillex because it, it makes it really, It right. more realistic. I, I think
2: when I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a few months ago, they had all this great these instruments from all these great players. And then they had up on the wall a, a laptop. <laughs> and it said Skrillex laptop, first laptop. And I'm like that's not really an instrument. Is that an instrument? I, I guess it is now. But yeah. it, it kinda of confused me and yeah, yeah. you know, and as a musician it like hurts my soul a little right. bit.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here's why I love it. Okay. Now, not Skrillex specifically, because I, I don't gravitate towards that guy either. Because he does that kind of transformer sound. Yeah. Yeah. The dub work The kind dub of, thing. I don't know what the, what it's called <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know who his name is. Um. But what I do love about it is that it puts um, music in the hands of people that would have never made music before. And everybody has a golden little treasure, you know, golden nugget of something that they put out, so that people are able to go on their laptop or work it in a certain way is uh, fantastic because it gives a a musical voice to somebody who would never ever been able to pick up a guitar or uh, drums or anything like this. Another thing is, is I don't give a crap about how you make the music. I don't care if it's with a real guitar or a fake guitar or a real piano or a fake piano. As long as it's good, I like it. So I try not to poo-poo on it. I used to be the same way uh, because we have spent so much time yeah. learning yeah, our that's instruments. That's the thing you that hurts know. me the most. But, but the thing is, is, I think that we have all spent time doing it, but what we're not taking into account is that we do it intuitively. You guys are. You guys don't put your nose in the books to. You know what I mean. You you yeah. listen. Yeah. You have an intuitive. Yeah. Uh, it's thing like a language. With it. Yeah. So the same thing, but this just gives more people an that intuitive avenue to do it. So yeah. that's why my
2: fear yeah. is the actual art of learning an instrument will deplete slowly. It is. And slowly it already and, is. And yeah. you it know, I want to be able to inspire people as an adult and you know i work with kids uh with the U-Tunes program and it's important to me to push those values of music on kids and and you're right with with them being able to learn in an easier environment yeah, and think of, of
1: the kids too that would be able to be inspired to learn an instrument once they have that little intuitive craft that they can work with on their laptop and they're like damn i'd like to add a guitar well, you gotta learn. You gotta learn. I would it.
2: hope that that would be the case, and I'm sure it would for some
1: kids. But everybody's
2: attention span is sh- so short now.
1: It's, it's true. It's true. So, all
0: right. So, who's your number three, Scott?
1: My third one has got to be um, the other guy that's like Dave Matthews, but with uh, John Mayer. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Can't stand it can't stand he's it. he's
2: another lover boy though you know can't stand it
1: we've
0: he's we, later though. we both agree yeah. he's, that he's better than
1: Dave Matthews
2: yes
0: I yeah but I'm, I've seen them both live too and I would see John Mayer 10 times out of 10 over Dave
1: Matthews. I'm sliding him in there and uh, what solidified it was when Michael Jackson died God rest his soul um, John Mayer played on the show and he did um, human nature on his guitar no singing and it was atrocious I was embarrassed for him. I blushed like I was watching Full House.
0: <laughs>
3: it's a great show.
1: That's how bad it was.
0: <laughs> I I actually don't hate John Mayer. I know you don't. I don't I don't hate him. I think he's got some good stuff, some bad stuff. I mean, then you're my
1: enemy. <laughs> We're enemies.
0: <laughs> All right, I I, I think I have another controversial number three. I know I'm I'm really going to tick a lot of people off. I I might have to stand up. I I want to
1: kick him right in his crotch when he says this.
0: Bruce Springsteen.
1: Oh, I'm with you. (laughs) I I wish I would have said it.
0: (laughs) I don't get it. Outside of like glory days. Glory Days and is maybe the song. And I'm On what? Fire. That's funny like because everybody
1: who's a Springsteen fan would say, you're the biggest poser. That's like saying, totally. I like Truckin' by uh, Grateful Dead. Exactly. <laughs> I uh, think like, that's a great song. Like, well, I do too. Everybody yeah, does.
0: Glory Days and I'm On Fire are really the only two songs that I really like. Like, well, What about the revved up like a douche? Well, yeah, he wrote it. He didn't sing it. That was Man from Man, right?
1: Yeah, yeah but he wrote it. Yeah, I know he wrote but it. But he did it on his album too. Yeah, I don't care about, about what he like did. I only
0: care about it. I only care about man for man, and you, I prefer the man for man song about the Eskimo. Could that you imagine man for man Bruce song. Springsteen
2: and Dave Matthews having a conversation? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd make me.
0: i hit one explode. <laughs> oh, where are you going with this? Oh man, and they, they like, got the same old kind of tone. Well, it's weird because, like, like Johnny Cash. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen has a very interesting cadence, and if he had that cadence, like You're something right. can sound like a Bruce Springsteen song, even if the person doesn't sound like Bruce Springsteen, they just have a cadence like Bruce Springsteen. And I don't like that cadence. It's a very
1: uh, strained voice, too. Yeah, it's
0: a strained... To me, it's like... I get this, like, sense of, like, I'm a working man, but he's not a working man. Like... It just it annoys me. It, it just seems the whole like a trope. it's a big
1: facade, a yeah. bunch of bullshit. He's a that rich he's... man's
0: Mellencamp. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 but John so Cougar... the
1: boss really is the boss, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like with John okay.
0: Cougar, like he wrote some really good songs. <laughs> like it, I, it, it's hard for Jack and Diane to not come on the radio and me like totally buy into it, like and love it, you know, or Pink Houses or Cherry Bomb. I could go on. There's like a thousand John Mellencamp songs. But with Bruce, with The Boss, I don't get the love of Hero the Boss.
2: Well, drives I, think his, crazy. I think his best song is Glory Days because it's such a well-written song. But if you really listen to it, it doesn't sound like Bruce
0: Springsteen. No, it doesn't. It doesn't.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, you could hear other Bruce
0: songs. You're right, like, and oh, and the yeah, people that's that him. do
1: love Bruce Springsteen, the ones that I know that love him, love the the ideal, the yeah, the, the idea image of him. The, the of working him. man,
0: the hard, the yeah. blue collar guy. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, right. Everybody loves that guy. I want to love that too, but I also want to love that guy actually making good music. And I don't think that no. Bruce does.
1: Well, your wish is not granted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on to the segment to where we're going to talk about uh, cult cult bands. This is one we get one pick here, and it's a cult band. So Damn. this band has a cult following, and they're really popular in a cult following type way. And oh,
1: I don't know, mind. I wanna, uh, if you want to pass... We, we might have in. to say... No, no. I, I know no, we do. I want to
2: go first because I don't want anybody to steal it. Okay, go ahead. What is it? And I've, as a musician, do I've it. played these songs hundreds of times. Jimmy Buffett. Oh, nice.
0: I, I can give it that, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I'm definitely with you. I'm just and surprised. I, I,
2: and it's not that I hate it. That you I thought just, we were going to steal the this thing.
1: thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with you and Johnny Cash. Like, you're going to play that all night?
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just I want to change it. Here's one of the reasons I hate jimmy buffett is because my one of my biggest heroes of all time is harrison ford in those roles as han solo indiana jones i saw him on an interview once okay so he comes out and i'm like oh my god here's harrison ford holy shit what's he gonna say this is gonna be the craziest thing i've never really seen him interact in real life yeah he has an earring Which I was kind of like, why, (laughs) why, why, why? You
0: You don't have to try to be cool.
1: But I wasn't the only one who who noticed. Whoever was interviewing him, I can't remember if it was Leno or if it was uh, the older fella, whatever. Uh, No. Yeah, it could have been Leno. Whoever. Carson. They asked him too. Hey, what's with the earring? And you know what He said, Oh, my friend, Jimmy Buffett, convinced me to get this. And I was like, I hate Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the music. No, I, I don't like, though, the Margarita Villains things. He kind of reminds me of, like, a creepy old uncle or something. He
2: is a bit of a creepy uncle, but I am a little jealous of the brilliance. I mean, he built that following. I don't even think he really is into the music he plays. I think he was just kind of like a... I got nothing better to do. I move to Key West and write songs about being on the beach. Yeah, yeah. So it
1: was kind of a facade too, kind was, of like Springsteen yeah, in yeah, some yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. He was okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw mine out here, but yeah. I I encourage you to go with me on this yes. one, and this will be both of our picks at the you, same at, time. We'll say that's one after three, after two, right, after three. One, one
2: two, three. three. Nirvana.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> totally different. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were both
2: gonna say fish. <laughs> I did, and oh, I was. Man, I I'm ready to defend them.
1: I don't want to do this, no. Uh, yeah, Nirvana. Um, everybody loved them. I didn't like them. Um, not much more to say about it. Uh, How old were you when Nevermind came out? Oh man,
0: I mean, I was 20.
1: Yeah. Well, no, okay. I, mean, I might not have been 20 because I was born in '74, so that.
0: Yeah, never mind. Came out in ninety
1: one. Ninety one. Okay, so I'm great at math too, by the way. Yeah, you are. That's why I love Devo. Um, So yeah, I just didn't like it. I I did like uh, Teen Spirit when it came out. You know, I I liked it, and I remember you know my buddies liked it, and I was like, oh, it's cool. Then it just got it just got old and stale. I just didn't want to hear it. And I think too, what ruined Nirvana for me is the cheap imitators, the store bought grunge. Yeah, that the hand movement hand that with with they it.
0: created—it
1: just was shit. It was, there it, it, would be no fuel without Nirvana. <laughs> it wasn't an inspirational thing for me, as it was um, kind of a lowering the bar.
0: Yeah, but that—that's I think why it was inspirational to me because I always—I'd always come at, at music like, oh, I think I can play music, but like I had always had these high hopes of, you know, Queen, like yeah. listening to Queen or listening yeah. to other uh, like Led Zeppelin or even as a kid like Lenny Kravitz like you know 91, 92, 93 when he was playing some crazy stuff on guitar like Mama Said and then um, into uh, Are You Gonna Go My Way and so it was like I'm like oh, I'll never be that and then Kurt Cobain comes up yeah. and I'm like I can do that Yeah, I can do that which I know sounds awful to like trained musicians that are older so
1: you wouldn't you wouldn't put the, the him even if you had five picks Nirvana wouldn't be one of them no it would not no. damn wow no. I, I I don't know Jonathan everyone <laughs> Well, Back I mean, to you, the drawing do, board.
0: You do kind of look like Chris Novoselic. So. A little bit. A little, identical.
1: <laughs> it's identical. Almost. I mean, my wife goofy. tells me that all the time. <laughs> That's
2: why she married you. Oh Remember that one time she accidentally called you Chris? Yeah, I remember. And so Nirvana was the same for me, and I I don't disagree because I don't think that they're great years later listening to them. Yeah. Right. but I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for Nirvana because I was 11 years old when Nevermind came out. Yeah, I was. I
0: was
1: so it was I super was... I'm I'm so influential. Glad that mine's the most unpopular one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, keep telling me. How did it inspire you? It was the same. Yeah, I was gonna go the same place that Jonathan really? went
1: was. I you heard saw, it and I was like, "Oh, you saw horrible musicians, and you thought I could do, I could do this, I could do this, that, yes. could <laughs> do this bullshit." Well, too. the drummer
2: was what got me. It was Dave Grohl, and he was. It was just the video for In Bloom, and I was watching what he was doing in the video, and I just started trying to do it air drumming on my couch
0: plus when it came out i mean we were having to deal with like new kids on the block and things like <laughs> that which liked. was like super irritating you did like them oh yeah uh, I, I, had, I had a them. phase i had a phase i hated new kids and like i hated like the pop girl. music because i grew up on like 50s 60s 70s music that's what i grew up on right yeah. that was my healthy dose and then 80s pop music was what my parents kind of listened to like whatever's popular on the radio that wasn't bad or whatever so as that started going on, it became new kids, new kids, new kids, new kids. And I just couldn't deal with that. And then all of a sudden, here comes this kind of like countercultural movement with Nirvana. And I'm like, I can dig that because that's not new kids. Yeah. And then as I started to become more into music, I was like, oh, this, it, it became inspirational. But mine was fish. I hate fish. I could Tell us why you hate fish. Because I, I, the dream theater of like,
3: <laughs>
0: of, of, <laughs> whatever folk music, I don't know. They're irritating to me. I can't, I've never heard a fish song that I can make it more than a minute and a half into without Let let me tell
1: you too, I tried this with you. Yeah. I tried to find the most accessible fish tune in your office the other day. Yep. We were sitting in there and I just tried it. Yeah. You wouldn't let it go. He, uh, would you say a minute, thirty seconds? Yeah, I think. You are being so generous.
0: (laughs) You didn't make it. He didn't make it twenty seconds. I I didn't. I can't take it. It drives me crazy. Um, I, I. I, You
1: reminded me of the lion. (laughs) From the Wizard of Oz, when he when he dove out the window. That's what, that's
0: what it was like. <laughs> I wish I would have seen that. And it and it's funny because a lot of people are like, "Would you like the Grateful Dead?" And it's yeah, I do. There's some good Grateful Dead tunes. but well, can you name 20 of them, John? I can name probably five. Yeah. Okay, good. Right? good for you. <laughs> right, but I can name five. I can name one with fish. Yeah, that's the issue. It around
1: the room. Or is that one of them? I still that's can't. One of them. Yeah. I yeah, couldn't that's have it. named that I
0: because I hate it. I don't like
1: it. That's the one I tried to play for you.
0: Yeah, and the fact that people like follow them around, like I don't understand why you're following them around. Because there's
1: no Grateful Dead anymore. Uh, apparently, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, only that's reason. that's
0: exactly what happened. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's what I, it was. Yeah, I, I, I just I can't deal with it. I, I don't think I'll ever be convinced that Fish is like worthy of the cult following that they get. With. Now
1: I have this big question for us, okay. all of us here at the end of this that segment. It's a long segment. Who had the ones that you think were the most controversial?
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, <laughs> what do you think?
1: What do you think, honestly?
2: Well, after Scott was pointing at himself, that's right. I kind of feel obligated to Did say see Scott the but I was, signed behind me. But I was going to say John Clapton. But Clapton, right. Okay. It's just because, you know, I kind of grew up listening to Clapton because you know, my I dad had Elton
1: John, I had Johnny Cash, and I had Nirvana Uda, Nirvana.
2: Yeah, that's true. And I liked all of those. Yeah. I don't like them anymore now that I know you don't like them, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer.
0: We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, regroup for the next segment. But I shot a man
3: in Reno just to watch him die.
0: Take this time to uh, close the episode, uh, which we took a long time on the the music stuff. So
1: we did. There was a lot of hate flowing through us. There was, yeah, especially, especially Brian.
0: Very Darth Vader-ish. I'm sweating right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about what's going to be on next week's show. Okay, um, what is
1: going to be on next week's show? We're going
0: to have guests, special guest Anthony Jackson on. We're going to start talking a little gaming with him. Ajax? Ajax. Ajax. So, he's uh, kind of known for playing some uh, video games and having people watch him on uh, Twitch and that sort of thing. Nice. And um, also kind of a wrestling fanatic, so we're going to talk a little wrestling as well. Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Wow. Indeed. And then we're going to kind of surprise him and throw some stuff at him that, you know, hopefully we
1: can play a game with him too
0: oh totally i think he's down i think he's down so beautiful but, uh thanks again brian for uh hosting us this week yeah, and thanks uh, for having me yeah, was, was i your some, first guest you were you the were. first guest really yeah. i was gonna
2: say if i wasn't it'd reflect on the invoice but
0: yeah right. you are our first guest <laughs> <laughs> so thank you
1: thank you hey,
2: thanks yep. for you know allowing me to be the most interesting person in the room
0: yeah so it's been nice so uh, if, if once again, if anybody uh, is looking for a place to record or you have an idea and you want to want to get that onto to um, some sort of recording, Brian is the person that we would recommend. And uh, if you check in the notes of the podcast, I'll have the contact information for Arc Royal Records and for Brian. So thanks again for listening and uh, we'll check you out next week. Got to go now. Bye. Bye. Bye.